Howdy, hi-ho, neighbor. It's Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from John chapter 12, starting in verse 37 and going to verse 50, which is the end of the chapter. Again, just a reminder where we're at in the story. Jesus is back in Jerusalem, back at the epicenter of all this negative attention he's getting and a whole lot of great attention. But um, it's the Passover. It's time to celebrate this wonderful uh, event in the life of Israel. And uh, people's hopes are high for the Messiah. And uh, let's start in verse 37. But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe. For as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you're trusting not only me, but also the God who sent me. For when you see me, you're seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me but don't obey me, for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Now, a couple things that uh, I found challenging for myself in this text was you've got Jesus who's doing all these miraculous signs that are pointing to him. John, throughout the entire book of John, is giving sign after sign after sign. You know, Lazarus has just been raised from the dead. I mean, how many more signs do you need to see that Jesus is the the one sent by God, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Savior, the King, the Son of God? And this text begins by saying, but the reality is, even by seeing all the signs, a lot of the people didn't believe in him. Yes, there were some who did, but, but right now, there's a lot who didn't. And it kind of gives an explanation why. It tells of a couple passages earlier in the Old Testament, and the gist behind it is they had hard hearts. They were hard-hearted, stiff-necked, stubborn, unwilling to bend, unwilling to have a soft, flexible heart that was open to God, open to his word, open to what Jesus was doing, open to this way of Jesus. And so they, they were hard-hearted. They were unwilling to see, they were unwilling to believe, uh, and uh, they were stubborn. And uh, what's interesting is uh, there's that kind of imagery of hard-hearted kind of goes with another imagery that's kind of a, a 
quirky or really weird imagery, really, if you think about it. Um, and it's found in the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, and it's dealing with a, the circumcision of the heart. Have you ever heard that? Circumcision of the heart. The circumcision of the heart is that cutting away of the heart so that God's word, God's ways, God's truth, God's presence can be placed within the heart. And so in Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, it says this, Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul in order that you may live. And here's, here's a little theme here you've got. God wants to circumcise our hearts, cut away at the flesh of our hearts, soften our hearts, open our hearts up to his word, to his presence, to his truth, to his way. Why? So that we might love him with everything we've got and that we might live. Life is the destination of following God. And a little bit later in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 10, it says this, starting in verse 12, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the Lord's commandments and his statutes, which I'm commanding you today for your good? Behold, to the Lord your God belong... Uh, to the Lord your God belong the heaven, heavens and the highest heavens, the earth and all that is in it. Yet on your fathers uh, did the Lord set his affection to love them, and he chose their descendants after them, even you above all peoples, as it is to this day. And here's the point. He says, then circumcise then your heart and stiffen your neck no more. So what's being said here? saying, listen, God has put a special place in his heart for you as his people, and he wants you to love him, and he wants you to follow him and walk in his ways and listen to his commandments. And so as a result of that, circumcise your heart. Stiffen your neck no more. In other words, soften, humble yourself, and allow God to circumcise your heart that you might be open to God's word being placed in it so that you might be softened and humbled and ready and eager to listen to God's word and to follow through because his word leads to life. And so you've got a whole group of people who have seen the signs and wonders of Jesus and yet haven't believed. And I always wonder this, like I'm always like, God, if only you would just do something really miraculous beyond a shadow of a doubt, then I know that my faith will be even stronger. Then I know this person I've been praying for that doesn't yet know you, I know they will then say yes to you. But the reality is there's something going on at times where we become stiff-necked and stubborn. We become hard-hearted and unwilling to allow God's word, God's truth, God's presence to penetrate. And there's that humbling, that act of humbling ourselves, uh, which is to circumcise our hearts that God's word might be placed within them. And so maybe to, for you today, I mean, one little challenge of this is, uh, do you sense that you are hard-hearted, stiff-necked? That means you resist you resist, uh, you're stubborn, you're unwilling to bend or yield or submit or be open to God's word, to God's presence, to what God wants to say. Maybe you always have to learn the tough lesson. 
Maybe today is just a day to say, God, would you circumcise my heart? Would you soften my heart? Would you open me up to what you have for me because you lead the life? The other thing that you see here is that in verse 42, it says, many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders. So you've got people who believe in Jesus, who are embedded within the Jewish leaders, who are plotting to kill Jesus. And yet they say nothing. Why? For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. They were scared. They cared more about the honor and glory and reputation of having a good standing among people, their peers, than having that same standing and glory and place with God. And I think for me, this is the biggest challenge as I read through this. How often do I make decisions based on what other people think instead of what God thinks? I sense God leading me to do something, maybe to talk to, to my neighbor or someone about God, and I, and I fear people more than I fear God. In other words, I, I am more concerned about what people think of me instead of what God thinks of me. And so I just chicken out, right? Or I, uh, I care more about hearing the praises of people than the, the praises of God. And maybe you can relate to that. And today's a day just to say, listen, God, today my, my choice, my decision, my desire is to choose to have a life that's obedient to you, even if it flies in the face of those around me, even if it um, is not popular or, or tarnishes my reputation in their eyes, but if it's in your eyes that I'm being obedient, if it's in your eyes that, that, I'm, that I'm following through and, and you're giving praise, that's what I want, that audience of one. God, today, be my audience of one and may I live for you. And then finally, at the, at the end, you know, Jesus is saying things like, hey, if you trust in me, you're trusting in the God who sent me. I'm saying the words that God told me to say. To know me is to know God. And at the end, um, Jesus says this, I know God's commandments that he's been speaking. I know God's commandments lead to eternal life, that flourishing quality of relational life with God today into forever. I know God's commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. In other words, Jesus says, I don't care what, about the reputation of all the people around me. I know that God's words lead to life. So you better believe because I care about what God thinks and I care about everyone around me experiencing life and, and having that life. Therefore, I'm gonna communicate the words of God today. They lead to life. We heard it in Deuteronomy that the commands of God lead to life. We hear it here from Jesus, God's commands lead to life. And so are we going to have soft hearts? to be open and humble and receive what God wants to say today? Will we have the courage to say yes to those things with the audience of one in mind instead of being concerned about what other people think? And will we keep in, in, in front of us the fact that God's commands lead to freedom and life and they're not there to hold us down, to hold us back and to ruin our life? They're there to give life. And Jesus was willing to say it and, come and, and, and share it because he knew that. And so today, I mean, how's God speaking to you? 
Maybe it's this whole thing about circumcising your heart, softening your heart, and saying, today, God, would you soften my heart? Maybe today it's just a reminder that the commands of God that he's given to you are there to give you life and not to hold you back. You know, I don't know how God's speaking to you today. Um, but just reflect on that a little bit today. Maybe it's the whole audience of one thing. But um, And then what's your next step? For me, it's that that call of today, God, I just want to serve an audience of one, soften my heart to whatever you have for me. Um, and I, I'll, if you ask me to do it, I'm choosing to do it. And God, I, because I know it leads to life. Would you pray with me? God, uh, man, I, I would think, God, I just, I, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering why, why I choose sometimes to care more about what other people think. People who don't know everything <laughs> compared to you. And yet I give them more time, more weight, more of a hearing, more headspace in my life, more heart space in my life than you. Oh, forgive me for that. And God, today, would you help each of us to live for an audience of one that you would soften our hearts, make us soft to what you want to do in and through our life today. And however you lead us, we want to say yes before you even ask, because we know your way leads to life. And so thank you for Jesus. And God, may we... Um, May you fill us with your spirit that we might follow him. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a fantastic day.